0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Creative Insider Podcast number 54 with me, Georgi Lestarski. In this episode, I had the pleasure to talk to Max Medina. Max is an architect from Honduras who is currently directing the Lava Architects branch in the country and he is also working for Prospera, a company that is creating free economic zones to bring prosperity to the country. In this conversation was really interesting to discover how design can contribute to generating wealth in the poorer regions of the world. But before we start the conversation with Max, I want to thank you for listening to this podcast and I want to remind you that if you want to support us, you can let Do that for free by subscribing to the platform you're listening to and by leaving a good review if possible. Another great great way to support us is spreading the word with your friends, colleagues or family and anyone that would like this podcast. Uh, You can also follow us on our social media channels, which are at TCI podcast and the LinkedIn page, The Creative Insider. If you want to go a little deeper, below in the description, uh, beside these links, you'll find also a link to Patreon, where you will be able to support us with five bucks a month or the wish from your amount of money. And as soon as possible, we'll be also creating some perks for our patrons. Um, So thank you very much. And now we can start with a conversation and with an introduction, uh, enjoy the conversation with Max Medina.
1: how are you how are you uh
0: i'm good too uh it's a funny it's a funny podcast because it's again intercontinental so you're in uh honduras i'm in germany uh, i just had dinner you just had lunch right
1: yes actually it was very good i eat meat and yeah it's crazy you know how the how this new era of technology can connect people uh, around the world I'm I don't know, I'm super fan of technology and how this world is evolving to this technology era.
0: Me me too totally agree with you because if, if there was no this kind of technology, we couldn't have been doing this podcast or maybe even talking or maybe even have get to so somehow somehow connect to each other. Uh, so I appreciate technology a lot too. And um, but for the audience that doesn't know you, and I don't know you that much personally either, you can uh, introduce a little bit yourself and tell a little bit who you are, what you do.
1: Sure, of course. Well, to everyone that is listening, I'm Max Medina. I'm a young architect that is basically a dreamer. I always try to define me like that because I love to dream about my how, how I can change the world and how... Architecture is a key role in all this process. And I'm a guy who is super excited uh, for architecture and is super excited for all the passionate things that you can find in life. Basically, that's my resume in a very consistent way. And then I am just an architect who is a very blessed guy
0: yeah, and um, where did you, where did you study architecture? Did you study architecture in Honduras?
1: Yeah, yeah. Actually, I studied architecture in uh, the Universidad de San Pedro Sula. It's a university in my hometown in Honduras, and it's it, it was. Uh, I think it's not was like the best university of the world, but it gave me what I need to start forward in this in this architecture life
0: but um let's let's start from the beginning i usually want to know from every from every single guest the real beginning of their story because um it's interesting i think to share also their early beginnings um was there a moment in your personal life uh where clearly you decided i'm I want to be an architect? Or did you discover it through someone that's in your family, or how did you figure out you wanted to, to study this, this kind of things?
1: You know, it's funny because um, like all the architects at the beginning, they they dream to be an artist. Like you can draw the the, the main career for you is be an architect. So basically, what what I do is that. I start uh, architecture school to find out if that was what I really want in my life. And to be honest, I get so passionate for the concept because architecture allowed me the possibility to create something that come to my mind and convert it to reality. And that reality can help us to change life of the people. So that concept exploded in my head, and I see the possibilities that architecture can bring into the world. And from then, uh, I decided, in, in through my 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 career in the in the college, I decided architecture is the one thing that I would like to do with the whole days of my life. You know, from the from the college to 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 my last days like norman foster norman foster is a guy is an old guy that is like enjoying the life like no one else and he's still doing architecture and that's awesome i would like to be like norman foster in my (laughs) at that age
0: yeah i think um that's a very good point because um no matter what you do um like if you like compared to somebody who has, for example, a successful career in sports or uh, that's a limited career that you can do until you're like 30, 40, maybe. And then when you're creative, as soon as your brain works, you can do it until you're alive. Uh, but you said something nice that I agree with you, like you have this possibility of cre- turning your um, your imagination into reality. Um, and and when you're a student, uh, it's you know it's all very experimental, I think, and very, and you try to to create the craziest project possible. And now that I'm practicing the profession, I think also I don't know if you will agree with this that yes, it's a possibility, but also it's a big responsibility because uh, we have a limited amount of resources on this planet and a limited amount of surface. Uh, so, don't you feel the responsibility sometimes if you're doing a project and saying, "Okay, I'm 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 creating something," but if it doesn't go well, it's uh, it's not gonna be well for anyone because architecture is basically where you are, whether you're in a home or on the street, whatever you see, wherever you are. So, what do you think about this?
1: Yes, I'm totally agree with you, and architecture is about whole responsibility, and not just to say. Okay, I'm not. I'm just responsible for this kind of stuff. It's about I'm responsible to give that shape to shape the future for all these uh, people, uh, or for or, or all the person that are that you are uh, that you're gonna design. And because I think that architecture is a career that can change the people's life, and that is a huge responsibility because basically you are the leading head that. Give you the opportunity to, let's call it, uh, direct, give direction to to through design to the personal life of uh, one individual. So yeah, it's a huge responsibility, but uh, you know, it's super excited, and and I I always see it like a challenge, a challenge for how through design you can change the things. Um, that's uh, uh, more than responsibility i see like a challenge that excites me a lot to all the new design and new challenge that you can find out in your life
0: I, i agree with you also on that it's a it's a it's a cool challenge and it's a it's a puzzle to solve so to say you get the task from from the client or from the competition brief and you have sort of a uh, puzzle you know it's like not really it's not a process a regular process where you I don't know read this book and learn this but it's more like uh, what opportunities can you make out of this um, limitations so to say um, but you you said you started you you first needed to try out so you just joined the school of architecture and then when you were already in you you told it's the right thing for you um, I'm wondering, is it is it hard to get into a university where you study in Honduras, or was pretty easy?
1: Um, to be honest, in Honduras is they 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 uh, live in a very difficult situation in terms of a country where, and this is a situation that is belongs to all Latin America, but especially in Central America that you find that the the there is a lot of inconsistent in the society and, and a lot of inequality in terms of economic aspect. So in Honduras, it's, it's very difficult for the young people to enter in the university. Only that have uh, economic uh, possibilities can go to university. And uh, it's not so hard, but I mean, I'm very grateful to, to, to born in a home that it was not rich. But basically, it, uh, it n- never felt me feel that something uh, like
0: something's missing. Or, or, or,
1: I, I never felt that missing me in in my home. So yeah, it's it's difficult in terms of the economic aspect and the and the, how the society is 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 seeing that uh, university as a challenge in terms of. Don't not not everyone has the opportunity to go, but yeah, uh, I I was lucky. I was lucky and grateful and and blessed uh, for have the opportunity to study.
0: Yeah, I mean, we here in Europe, uh, I don't think that general the general audience knows a lot about Honduras because it's uh, it's um, a relatively small country inside of the whole constellation of countries in latin america but uh, the last few years the most things that we have heard about honduras is uh, the the caravan that left no right they left from honduras to to the u.s and that um that there are a lot of people you know that are leaving the country for many dif- different reasons and um i think it's um, true true through this pandemic, we are more seeing that uh, some we are all affected from from problem that seems far away. So um, yeah, I think, I think that countries like Honduras should be supported somehow to, to work on these social differences you were saying so that many people can get educated and you know hope for better. But in terms, in terms of like accessing university, do you need just to have the money to pay the fees so you can go into university or you need to have an exam too to be accepted?
1: Uh, there is the both cases. In my case, uh, I just paid the fee and I went to the university. I, I was very lucky again to study in a, in a high school. It was called La Salle. Uh, uh, in, in, in Europe, maybe you know La, La Salle. Is, uh international school that basically is, it, it gave me a, a good platform to enter to university well prepared so I was super lucky with in that aspect
0: yeah and um what do you have now a bachelor or a masters or uh, what kind of studies did you have
1: um I uh, currently I only have a bachelor uh, of, of architecture in here in Honduras uh is you only do the career, and you are an architect. I know that in some places in the world is a different procedure to get the license of to be an architect, but here in Honduras is just you do you only do the career, and you are an architect.
0: Here, yeah, here in Germany, for example, you need to have two hours of um, practice at um, at a already you know licensed architectural studio. Uh, in Italy you have to take an exam, and then you'll be after you know university. You need to take an extra exam with uh, with the onion of of the architects. And um, but I'm, I'm how were you studies? What kind of uh, approach did the teacher have? Because I've studied in Germany and I've studied also in Italy, and in the two countries uh, there are the two different approaches to teaching architecture. In Italy, it was more, you know, theoretical. Also, you needed to read a lot of books. Um, you needed to learn deeply many different subjects. And also the professors were a little bit distanced from the students because um, they felt like they're very established. So they, 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 they kept a little bit of a distance, in my opinion, with the students. And here in Germany, the approach was more like a small school where you have a few people in class and then the teacher is very you know open and accept almost every idea you have try to you know guide you to to put you on the right path and um, yeah, so I'm wondering how was your experience with the teachers and what they gave you to you and how did you feel at the university in general
1: you know that's a very interesting question actually, I talk with that uh, with my uh Dean of the career and uh, she's a, a a old lady that basically she's like dedicated all his life to teach to he always tell she always tell that she designed architects but basically has she has been director of the career for 20 years so yeah, we discussed this topic. And in the university, we find out that we are, uh, we are our strong field is uh, art and combinated with theory. And uh, we put a lot of effort in the aspect of uh, try to go in, in that process of drawing and uh, be very strong in that skill so you can go well prepared for architectural life. My only uh, complaint will be that the integration with technology, and this is not just to my university specifically, is in all Honduras and maybe in all Central America and Latin America, they don't put a lot of effort to push their limits into the new technologies that we can find in programs, in in uh, technology of construction and all those kind of things because architecture is a career that is involving all the time, you know, and if you don't evolve with them, you're basically gonna get stuck, and in the past.
0: Yeah, that's that's true. It's uh, like uh, every kind of piece of technology we use um, in our daily life, like I don't know, design objects like smartphones and computers, and the same thing is with buildings. If you, they have a little bit of slower pace of, I think of, you know, evolution because it's really. Uh, the biggest objects, so to say, that we built, so you cannot quickly completely disrupt the whole structure of a building, but um, but it evolves. And um, I'm curious, um, how did you fit in a part of you know the the approach of how you you got the things taught to you um, inside the community, at the university, with the other students, with the teachers. How was your relationship with with those people?
1: It's it's very interesting because when I get to university, I the first year that like the first semester of of the of of the career, I basically uh, get super excited about the architecture school, and I, at that time, the president of architect, architecture students. He told me that he saw very a lot of potential in me. And in that year, basically, I get no for a lot of uh, of the students that was older than me. And he challenged me like, hey, I'm going to leave the, pres- uh, the that, that charge and you should take it. And I was like, wow, that's a big compliment. Like you're saying me and you just know me and you're saying that I can be the president of the architecture student. And I did it. I uh, uh, take the, the chance and I get to, to be president for architecture student for four years actually it was my whole career from the beginning to the end uh, I get to to be the president of the of the architecture students and then um, that lead me by when I was finished the school that lead me to to uh, received the invitation for the Architecture Student Association of Whole Honduras. And they told me like, hey, Max, we are doing this project of the, the, of the Architecture Association that is integrated with the Architecture Association of Latin America. And we would love if you can uh, be part of this. And I was super honored to accept the charge of being president of the Architecture Students of Whole Honduras.
0: And um, was that that was after you have completed your studies or after your first year at the university? I was doing my thesis. Oh, you were doing your thesis. That happened. And uh, yeah. um, I'm curious also did, did this uh, somehow uh, help you to transition from the university to the professional world because I in my opinion, that's a crucial a crucial moment for every architect or designer because it's really easy to to be in 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 a university you know and design your things but it's it's very important how you're going to make that the the switch from from the school to the professional world so how did that happen in your case because you started doing also this um, union thing this association which gave you some visibility did that help you also to get your first job real job in architecture
1: uh, actually I will be honest um, I see it through this uh, architecture like uh, uh, a professional uh, career is it's is a thing that is involving like all the time what so basically the, the education part is something that is changing all the time so what 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 uh, this uh, experience that I had in the of being president for five years uh, of different associations and of everything related to architecture is give me soft skills to prepare me for the next challenge of the of the of, of the profession. And yes, it get related. It get all related because basically through my through my ideas and uh, let's call it uh, efforts for. Try to bring uh, top-class, uh, world-class um, education to my country. I get in a position that I met a lot of architects, and I will tell you this story. Uh, when I was uh, finish my my four years presidency of architecture, I decided to do like a cool event. So I did. I say, hey, I will try to invite one of the best architects that I could reach to do a, a congress, uh, a lecture in my home country. So that adventure, it was super excited because I didn't have money <laughs> to afford any, any, anything of that. I didn't have all the, all the contacts. Like I didn't know anyone and it was only my enthusiasm and a good team of students that, uh, allow, uh, that cheers me to, to do it. And I was like, OK, I will take this challenge. So for six months, I plan an event, uh, that let's call it an impossible event, to convince top, <laughs> the, the best architect of the world and come to Honduras. And it was funny, because I get super into deep of, of this project, and I contact all the architects that you can imagine uh, of, of the world. I'm talking about Norman Foster. I'm talking about Daniel Levinsky. I'm talking about um, Renzo Piano, uh, Koop Himeblau, uh, Daniel uh, Wolf-Briggs, uh, Patrick Schumacher, uh, Chris Boss, um, et etc. et cetera. So I contact all the architects that I, did, I know at that time. It was one of the best. And it was super cool because uh, they were super, super uh, kind with me. Uh, a lot of them didn't respond, but a lot of them did respond and they give me a, a lot of uh, enthusiasm. And I think that my it, it was because my letters, my letter, my letter that I sent to them, it was a very personal letter. It's not just a typical letter that you receive in very formal way. It was like a guy that is a dreamer, that is full of uh, uh, goals would like to share this passion to the students. So long story short, I did the event. At the end, I had uh, Daniel Lemeski, Wolf Briggs, Chris Boss, and a local architect that is called Gerardo Lopez in, 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 in my lecture. So that event was super, super good. Uh, it was an experience for all the the students in all Honduras. Even get the money to uh, sponsor that event was crazy. Give me a lot of experience of how do you can do uh, how you can pull an event without money, and it was very very good. Uh, 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 and at the time I met Chris Boss, that now is my is my boss <laughs> uh, with is the principal architect of Lava laboratory for visionary architects uh, from sydney and he 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 saw in me a lot of passion in a, in a young guy that basically believed that architecture can change the world and and he saw uh, a lot of potential i mean i was again i was super blessed to 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 his invitation to work with him
0: yeah that's uh, that's crazy how many how many contacts uh, such an event can can generate uh uh, in this way. And, uh, basically, um, it's, it's funny to me because, um, now that I don't know how is this, the situation in Honduras, but, uh, here in Germany and most of Europe and the US still, there is some sort of lockdown or some sort of, uh, you know, limitation of, you know, social distancing. And, um, the podcasts are like the, 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 so to say a conference like uh it's it's something very similar it's something like a a conversation uh, which can be focused on a topic and this is your way to attend some sort of event so and um i can imagine that uh, doing this event once created you uh, for you some, such a big uh, way of, like net net of connections because you contacted the uh, mo- many important people and um and doing a podcast, for example, is it's the same thing just on a weekly base. Um, and I'm curious, but um, how did you how did you find the like? Did you write an email or a real letter to to the different offices, or in in did you like address it directly to to the architects or try to contact because usually those big names they have some sort of assistant that you know, PR, PR that manage the, 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 their, you know, their appearances?
1: Man, it was an adventure. Uh, maybe you said the, the I did, I did oh. all. <laughs> uh, but one of the keys was that uh, I find a lot of uh, empathy from Daniel Levinsky. And from Daniel Levinsky, he gave me a lot of contacts, to be honest, to a direct way um from for 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 Chris is like basically um uh, I find his email I think I think that one of one old friend uh, Tim, uh, he talked me like hey I know that you are doing this event and I have this email from Chris you should try it. I don't I don't I don't think that he's gonna accept but you should try it. and I remember uh, it was 2 a.m in in Honduras. I was like a crazy guy writing emails, and it was – it took it me, like, basically three minutes. Like, I write the email, I send it to Chris, and Chris only responds like, hey, cool. That would be cool. That sounds great. Um, yes, I accept, and that's all. <laughs> like, that, that was the old email, and I was like, wow, this is real? <laughs> Did he really accept, or I'm just dreaming <laughs>
0: They, they, this is why when I send you the invitation to the, two days ago, <laughs> you, <laughs> you schedule our talk today because you learn from your boss, man. <laughs> uh, for the people who don't know a little bit of backstage, uh, I, you know, all the all the guests get a, an invitation and uh, they have a link where they can uh, decide when to, to do the interview or when to do the talk. I don't like to call it interview. It's more like a talk because it's more chit chat. And, and I sent you the invitation really like two days ago and and uh, we're doing it right now so it was uh, but I I like to I like to say that you're also a very um, I grew up in Italy and I I have this sort of uh, still Latin sort of you know culture and uh, I can see that you also in Honduras and in, I, I know a lot of uh, Central American South Americans you're more like flexible people and uh, can <laughs> <Can>. <laughs>
1: man man I saw your invitation It was, for you was today for me it was only one day I, I saw your invitation and I was like okay can I do it now <laughs> like no no I can't so let's do it tomorrow
0: <laughs> yeah well yeah, this is generally um, I don't but did, they, did, did the um, the guests architects that you invited did they came physically to Honduras or they were connected
1: um that was a good question. Um, only Chris and Gerardo come uh, physically. Um, Daniel Levinsky, unfortunately, uh, he didn't attend uh, because uh, we try, we try, and, and he was like super, super uh, sad because because of that. Because er- everything was like ready uh, to 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 come. He was like uh, ready to come to Honduras. And he get uh, in in a lot of events uh, that he was required to to attend. Like his his book, <laughs> he was like in the launch of his book, and he was uh, really have to attend in a place uh, physically. So uh, he didn't come. He would do it virtually. And Wolf Prix also do it vir- virtually. And and also even Renzo Piano, he was uh, he 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 the invitation, but. Uh, it was, like, one month uh, near to the event. He had to reject uh, for some troubles, you know. Um, but, yeah, only Chris and Gerardo attend, and the other one was virtually. But it was great, you know. I was so, super nervous for the uh, internet connection because it doesn't care if your country are you, but uh, you always fail in <laughs> one way or another. And, and, and actually, Daniel Levinsky told me, like, Max I will do this and this is going to be my only uh the, the first and the only one that I'm going to do in my life in terms of doing a virtual lecture because he didn't do that and I was like man that was a great honor <laughs> because he he did, I, I don't know why but he 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 has he he don't do those those kind of stuff in a virtual way
0: yeah, well, I think that a lot of you know, um, a lot of architects are still a little bit skeptical, and also it's different to have the the. It's still different to have the you know in person presence, uh, but uh, what I what I think we were talking about technology, uh, uh, and for me the most amazing thing about this technology is not only what it can do, but it's also that. Uh, creates, uh, gives more opportunities to, 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 you know, a larger amount of people because uh, if I had to, you know, have you here over live in, in my home and, and do the, and do the podcast live, I would need to fly you, um, you know, you need to travel two days, you know, it's, it, it requires a lot of money. And, uh, like this, we can do just the chat and, Um, when 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 my podcast booms and I'm gonna have a lot of money, I'm gonna fly you over. But but it gives you the opportunity to talk with people from everywhere, and it's a also like very very comfortable because you don't have to you know you don't have to you're just sitting wherever you are and we can talk. So I think I think this is the the nicest part of of the technology that allows you to do these things now, and. For but, sure. but you had over some, some like you said, uh, Chris Foss, one of the guys who attended uh, personally and, and is there where you got to know each other and he approached you for uh, collaboration or how did that happen?
1: Um, yes, he, he came and basically at that time we just spent the, the time, uh, fun time together. Like we travel, I I uh, bring him with me to um, know more about Honduras, the the cool stuff that you can find in Honduras, and he gets excited about Honduras. And uh, by that time, you, you we just say bye, and and then uh, with the time uh, after that, um okay. I, I will assume that what what happened next because he's very interested. Like basically, he he come back from uh, because he lives in Sydney, and he come back from Honduras through Europe because also he is, he is German, uh, uh, he's from Germany, and and he went to see his his parents in Germany, and but he come first to London when and he has a lot of architects friends, you know. And he went to visit Patrick Schumacher, the principal of Saha Hadith (coughs) Architects.
0: Hi, the Rona man. See, that's good that we're not together. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry. Don't worry.
1: Oh, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> oh. uh, <laughs> Sometimes it happens. So, yes, I, I was talking about um, when he went to visit Patrick Schumacher. Um, basically, he, he told Patrick, like, hey, I come from Honduras and I think that the Honduras is a cool country. And he talked about me. He talked about his experience. And Patrick told him, like, hey, man, I have a pride in Honduras. And, you know, uh, maybe you are not used to uh, feel this kind of experience, but I don't think we have a project in Central America of sahadid Hadid that was super cool. And in a country like Honduras, it was like, wow, sahadid has a project in Honduras. And Chris, like, right me and he told me, like, hey, Max, did you know that sahadid Hadid has a project in Honduras? And I was like, wow, I didn't know that. And... Uh, later of that time, he he come back to Sydney and we continue chatting, and uh, through all uh, through, through it happened a lot of uh, a lot of time. And I remember what that one day, Chris make a shot in Facebook with me and Patrick, and he write like, "Hey Patrick, this is Max, the guy that I'm talking about," and he would like he 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 would like that you can go to his university to do a, a lecture. And was, at that time I was president of the Association of, uh, of Architecture from Honduras and I was like super excited that Patrick Schumacher can come to Honduras and he gets like uh, some days to Patrick to respond but basically he was super kind with <laughs> me. Um, sometimes Patrick seems uh, 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 like his expressions can feels like he's a tough guy but he's super super nice. Super, super nice guy. And he replied me and he told me like, hey, Max, I would like to go. Actually, I had planned uh, to go to Guatemala and I, go to, I would go to Honduras and I would do the lecture. And it happened. He come uh, a few months later and he come to, to Honduras to do the lecture uh, for all the architecture students. And I met Patrick at the time. And at that time too, I met uh, Eric. That is my other boss because, for the one that you don't know, I work for two enterprises. I work for LAVA, there is laboratory for visionary architecture. They basically is a studio of architecture, it's international studio, and I work for Prospera, uh, that is a is a international company that make alliance with governments to catalyze prosperity through platforms that is uh, attached to the social, special economic zones. So that was the project that uh, uh the Patrick was doing uh the prospera project uh and, and I met Eric at the time and again connection man connection uh, good uh, vibes a lot of enthusiasm and a lot of passion gives that uh, does those two events give me two jobs
0: but um Another thing that I'm wondering right now is that, of course, the events got you the connections, but I'm sure that you you must have and have had and still have some, you know, qualities to you know cover the requirements of the job. Because uh, for for the people who don't know, I mean, Lava Architects uh, uh, laborator- Laboratory for Visionary Architecture does these crazy, crazy projects which are. I'm I'm gonna say they're like on the same level or style or sort of say spirit of the um, this parametric architecture very similar in the spirit of Zaha and all you know this crazy shaped futuristic architecture and uh, I'm I'm going back to something that you said before that you know in Honduras and Central America you don't um, maybe the work so much on challenging yourself in using new technologies and in terms of software and building technology. Uh, what kind of, of skills did you develop during university to, to be able to, to join these offices? What kind of, you know, softwares did you learn? What kind of, yeah, what was your workflow that made you get the job?
1: Yes, um, to be honest, uh, like I told you, what the most important things that uh, my recommendation will be to any student is develop your soft skills, because at the end, what are you as a person is the most important thing that you, that you can have. That's the most important thing that you can uh, bring to any enterprise. So at the time I was like uh, I had a lot of skills in my in my in my in, in my personal life and. And and I had to put me in the same level. So Chris was like, uh, because for example, in, in LAVA, we use a lot of uh, parametric programs and, and that I didn't know at the time. So again, technology gives you that opportunity to learn all these kind of things in YouTube, for example. <laughs> so I get to study and try to uh, upgrade my skills to the next level. and. And also uh, my 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 friends in Lava he, they are always are um, open to to help out those persons that don't know the the skills in terms of the uh, of the programs and they help you out. even I know that that in Saha they do do the same thing also that if you don't know something they they teach you basically and it was cool but but yeah. For sure, uh, I have to put me in the same level to at least uh, have the enough skills to 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 design something like Lava. And you are right, Lava tried to come with this great technology and do very organic designs uh, to be in the same level with with Saha and Norman Foster, Katrawa and those guys, you know.
0: But uh, what kind of things did you needed to learn exactly, like uh, Grasshopper or what kind of software do you use at Lava?
1: Yes, especially Reno, I think, because Grasshopper is like a, a plugin, let's call it like that, of, of Reno. And in the office, we use uh, Rhino and, and AutoCAD, Revit. And I, at that time, I learned Revit and AutoCAD in the school. Uh, so I uh, another program like SketchUp. I use it for for my my school, but I have to learn uh, Rhino and, and, and a little bit of Grasshopper to integrate this.
0: Yeah, okay. I see, I see. And um, but uh, how is this um, thing working with Lava? Because um, I, I from what I understood, you're sort of the representative of Lava Architects in Honduras. Uh, so, do you are you the only one working for Lava in Honduras, or are you a small team? How does that work, generally?
1: Yes. So, Lava is an international company <clears throat> because there is three founders that is called Chris, Boss, Tobias, and Alexander. The those guys are from Germany, and basically we have office in Stuttgart, Berlin, uh, Sydney, and. Uh, also in Vietnam and one of the ideas of Chris to have me here is like open up business here in Honduras So I am currently I manage uh, Lava Honduras that is this new office with young people with local people and again it, It's a great opportunity to empower uh, your your people to Get to the next level in our architecture in my dream in, with this uh enterprise is basically give shape to the future to honduras because uh, i'd see a lot of opportunity to improve the design and, and the architecture of all uh, america and especially in honduras
0: i'm curious how is the um, job market for architects in honduras is it very hard to find a job general for an architect or is it quite normal and easy to find one?
1: You know, I think that everything is related to to how the economic aspect, you can find it. It's hard. I will be honest. It's super hard to find a job as an architect. Uh, you You have to be really, really good. And otherwise, you do your effort and try to do entrepreneur. But yeah, it's super, super difficult. And I think it's related to this economic aspect. So again I was super blessed and lucky that's that's why I'm super grateful
0: Well I don't think that you're only lucky and and blessed my my grandma says you have to work for your luck and so you you probably work to to get yourself in a position to to organize the the events that you organize and then you were smart enough to create a connection so it's not only luck uh, I think it's this Luck is part of it, but uh, you have to create these opportunities and then try to take them as they come. Um, But also, I'm curious about this guy, Chris Voss and Lava. Like, I mean, I'm thinking if I had an office in... I moved from Italy to Germany and maybe starting an office here, it's already complicated because I'm not like a German and I'm not very familiar with all the aspects of making a company and so on how does this guy come with the idea to offer to open an office in Vietnam uh, and then now in Honduras and, uh, in, and uh, in Sydney well in Sydney it's maybe easier because it's still English international um but is there a clear philosophy behind why those like I'm, I''m I'm I hope I don't sign sound, sound bad but like for example people in Germany not a lot of people are thinking I'm gonna open an office in Honduras so, uh,
1: yes, yes, for sure. And I, I, I am agree with you. Um, it was like a, a whole experience, you know, and a whole doubt if this is going to work. Um, by the end, uh, I saw Chris uh, with a lot of enthusiasm and passion about uh, adventures. So, he see uh, uh, this opportunity, let's say, like a good opportunity to open and expand his business. And I was like, uh, because here in Honduras, it's, it's, it's even difficult to open a normal architecture studio and open an international one is a great challenge. But I see this like an opportunity, you know, and all the challenges you can find opportunities to uh, upgrade your skills in, in all the sense. Uh, and, and this is all related to Prospera in one way or another, because Prospera, what we, we, we do in Prospera is basically we are uh, creating this platform that, to create hubs of opportunities. This means that uh, this, this, we, we are currently in Roatan that basically is an island uh, that is in Honduras, but it's an island uh, all surrounded by, by sea. And with Prospera, we are doing a project that is like creating a, a semi-autonomous a uh, special economic zone into into time and in this into this zone, you can find a lot of uh, new of, of uh, advanced uh, technology that you can allow you to uh, make enterprises and in a very easy in a very fast way. Um, this is all related to to th- try to improve all the the. The governance uh, that you can find in the world, and our uh, one of our goals is like make this, uh, this all these issues about corruption, all these issues about bureaucracy, um, and all these kind of things like uh, cut it down from the beginning and don't 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 allow to enter all these kind of things into Prospera, because at the end governance is a big issue that you can find. In the whole the world, because is one is is the reason that basically my my country is in troubles about the corruption and those kind of things. So we in Prospera we are trying to change all those aspects, even in the entrepreneur side. And so in Prospera you can uh, uh, open an office super easily, and you will pay less taxes. It will be you will do it in one day, and you can do it virtually and. It's, it's, it's a very cool concept, um, and I can spend uh, days about talking about this. But in resume, it was uh, super easy to do it, uh, and it was good for an adventure.
0: But uh, we have time to talk about Prosper and I think I'm, I'm I want to, to to focus now the conversation on on this uh, project and this. Um this this whole idea that you're working on because for me i'll try to you know i've tried to educate a little bit myself about it and to figure out more about it because um i saw that you work from for prospera honduras uh so i, I want to you know we can go a little bit step by step so that i can understand and also the people who are listening can understand exactly how this thing works so is this prospera and un- organization uh, or a company and it's in the same time this island that you're working on now in Honduras is it called Prospera like the new location and sort of a independent piece of Honduras because it's a little confusing it's like um like how this this thing work I'm just curious
1: of course of course well basically what is uh, Prospera is an enterprise, an international enterprise. So basically, it's an enterprise that makes alliances with governments uh, to catalyze prosperity. And How creating platforms of uh, governance platforms that uh, that give you uh, the true the special economic zones. You know, these special economic zones is like Dubai, Singapore, Hong Kong. This this uh, um you can find the same territory a subdivision uh that basically is like in the it's like a new uh a state uh not not in not not in another country it's just a uh, subdivision of, of of a state and then you can have a special rules into that uh, territory and it's the same in Honduras like uh the Prospera make alliances with the government of Honduras to create these uh, 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 special economic zones into the territory. So, but, but yes, th- I'm located into Rotan that is in Honduras, that I'm located in Prospera, that is into Roatan, that is into Honduras.
0: But let's say I'm, I'm Prospera and I go to the government of Honduras. And I say, hello, I'm this international enterprise. I want to create a special zone where we can enable prosperity. First of all, to me, if I were the government of Honduras, it would sound like, uh, guys, you're doing a shitty job. Give us a piece of land so we can teach you how. So I'm wondering what do Prospera gives to the gov- like what? Like when you do uh, an agreement, uh, an alliance, like Prospera is getting clearly some piece of land or whatever. What is the government of Honduras having back?
1: Yes, is is a good question. You know, um, at the end is like work together. But I don't think that is. Uh, it's like a fall of the government of Honduras of um, have, have these, let's call it inconsistencies. Um, but it's it's a thing that is happening in all the world, you know. Uh, a lot of uh, we we just saw the opportunity to partner with with one government that allows uh, the opportunity to create this this kind of zones and try to bring jobs to, to Honduran people. And try try to create opportunities uh, for them, and the, the the government of Honduras was very interested in this, like. Uh, like you say, the, these, uh, the, these guys that leave the country and go to Uni- the, the United States to get opportunities, probably I will be that guy. Uh, Max, probably if, if Prospera didn't exist, uh, I will be in the United States trying to find a job or something like that. I will have to escape for a lot of corruption and a lot of inconsistency you can find in, in, in Honduras. And. So the government of Dura was interested uh, in, in creating those uh, economic zones that it can allow to the people have local governments and have different opportunities and increase the quality of life. Like it happened already in Dubai, it happened already in Shenzhen, in China, it happened in Hong Kong, it happened in Singapore, and was a great, great example how you can uh, uh, unleash prosperity to 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 an especial region, uh, and especially some regions that are not used to have a lot of uh, a lot of uh, economic into into Honduras. For example, in Roatan, Roatan is a beautiful island into into the Caribbean, and. This this island you can see a lot of uh, tourism, but you don't have you don't find a lot of other stuff that tourism because this is the special uh, economic activity. And with, with Prospera we are trying to bring uh, orange economy uh, industries to come to work here. So like this is like reconcept the whole the whole uh, economy and of, of the place and you bring it all this enterprise, international enterprise to hire uh, Hondurans, young, guy, young guys like me that don't have the opportunities in, in the current country and they find it in Prospera to, and, and to have in a, a, a well-paid job, a better quality of life, have a lot of fun in that beautiful island and uh, having a good time here in this new experience.
0: But I'm wondering, when you create these special economic zones, let's say this, let's take the the the, the island that you're mentioning, um, is Honduras cons- like, um, let's say, leaving their sovereign of this land to to prospera, or? Are still the taxes, for example, that the people in that zone pay going to Honduras? Because it seems to me still, you know, something like... I don't think that nobody gives you something for nothing. And also, for example, Hong Kong, it was free for... I don't know, like free, independent, so to say, for many years. And now China, it um, it's it's taking it back. And um, I'm like thinking are like these zones, for example, on a concession to prosper for, I don't know, 30, 40 years, and then they go back and whatever was developed, go to Honduras, or because to me, it sounds like still no, a part of, you know, in, in, a, in a place like um, Honduras, I can see also that the government maybe says, okay, we haven't managed at all to keep our people here. And we're going to live without people, so we need to create something and just let some someone else get in charge and create something for the people. But for example, in other parts of the world, like Dubai and the whole Emirates, that's not the case. People there are extremely rich. So um, <laughs> yes. yeah, I'm, I'm curious how, uh, how these whole zones work, because let's say tomorrow I become part of Prospera and I want to make... A prosperous zone in Frankfurt. I should go to government to the government of Germany and say, "Guys, give me this city," and and they will be like, "Why?" (laughs) So I'm trying to understand, you know, because I don't know exactly how it works.
1: Yes, basically, what the government uh, uh, give to to the the government didn't didn't give you the like the land. They didn't say, "Hey, uh, take this land and develop." It's not like that. It's more like uh, we, we, we came to an, like an enterprise and we basically buy in a legal way the terrains of individuals with the oil procedure. And basically you, you register that land into the economic zones. And for that, it's super tough, man. You need to pass for a lot of uh, very high standards uh, to incorporate that to, into the special economic zone. Um, so we pass all the standards uh, and we, we we get to uh, uh, bring this land, register into the economic zone, and then the, try to get developers, enterprise and com- uh, that come to here to here to create these hubs. but but is this this special
0: zone that regulated on international level that it needs to be recognized from the other countries too. Like where do you where do you register this special zone, uh, just in Honduras, or there is some international organization, or I don't know, because
1: yeah, yes, for for uh, you're talking about Prosper, right? Um, yeah, for now, for now, this is Honduras is the the only the first and uh, the first project that we are doing, um, hopefully. Like, basically, this is a governance platform, and we can do it this in all the world. But we need to demonstrate this uh, uh, effort and this new idea in Honduras and th- try to establish gain in a good way uh, with great success into, into this country. Uh, and there, there is a very tough country to invest. And if we do it, uh, do it right, we're gonna expand. It and hopefully we can have multiple Prospera into the world like this is my dream one day
0: and uh, no but I'm wondering I'm trying to understand it better because if it Prospera is, uh, it, it's first of all calling <laughs> the company and the places Prospera sounds a little dystopic you know <laughs> sounds like the new world but if this is The better way of governance then i hope that not we have more prosperous, but the whole world is prosperous someday but um like if i'm on the other side let's say i'm an entrepreneur that wants to open a factory or an industry on the land that you now have gathered um, and i open it and i start working do i still pay taxes to honduras or do I pay taxes to Prospera or just, uh, yes, what is the advantage to go through I'll, Prospera?
1: To, to Prospera, to Prospera. And the taxes are super low to super, let's call it fair and uh, compared to Honduras for right now, if you would like to do uh, business in Honduras, we do a an study and Honduras is in 129th position in the world to do business. And we compared the, uh, the the platform of Prospera, and Prospera is located in the number nine of the world. So basically, the improvement is huge. So, uh, uh, so, so, so it's in the top ten to do business in all the world. Uh, the platform. So basically, if you are an entrepreneur, if you like to open a business or whatever in into Prospera, it's easy to do it. It's in, in, in the, the taxes are very low, like these areas like Dubai and those kind of uh, places, and uh, the the jurisdiction and the uh, security in all the sense are are in a better quality. In all the sense, like uh, you know, in Honduras it's very hard to have a security, and and in the economic aspect, security in a personal way, and we are trying to. Uh, Improved all those kind of things in Prospera to put in the next level. Do do you have your own police? Um. Uh, yes. Yes. You have your own police.
0: And um, how do you like where? Where else is? Because it's these Prospera places, these special economic zones, as you call them, sounds to me like offshore zones somehow, uh, which. In the rest of the world is not seen as a very positive thing because, you know, entrepreneurs, I don't know if you're aware with recently, a couple of years ago, we had the Panama Papers that lots of rich people from all over the world uh, were registered with some accounts in Panama just to avoid taxes and stuff like that. Um, So um, that's why I ask you if this prosperous territory or land or whatever can be defined, needs to be recognized also on international level from the other countries. And uh, also um, who who started the project and how it's getting financed, because of course you need a lot of starting money, you know, like to buy this land.
1: Yes, I know, it, it's a very hard concept at the beginning, but um, no, we are, we are not a country, uh, definitely. <laughs> Uh, we are uh, we are uh, in Honduras, like it's the same country of Honduras, and it's just uh, an economic zone uh, into Honduras. It's just an special jurisdiction, what give you the opportunity to be uh, and, and 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 having ha- be in the same level to to compete with all these countries is that the 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 jurisdiction is semi autonomous. It's not fully independent is just semi-autonomous, so we are still attached to the Honduran law. We we have special laws, but definitely we are under the Honduran law, and we have some security, security for the investors, security in an integral way, and we have a lot of improvements of the of the jurisdiction and uh, and all those kind of things. So, uh, the idea of this started by Eric Bremen. He's a uh, is a great guy that the one that I met in the in the event and he's a great guy man if you know him he's like one of the most passionate guys that you can ever find in your life and he's like those kind of men that you met once and you say hey this man can change the world and he's he's a guy who dreams he's he come from venezuela venezuela is a country in latin america that is having huge problems in in government like if you if you think that the people are running away from Honduras, you don't think you don't won't believe how is the uh, statistics in Venezuela? Like millions of people uh, uh, run away every year from Venezuela because Venezuela is collapsing as a country. And uh, Eric is from Venezuela and he he grew up in this environment that he saw a lot of opportunities to improve into the world. And then he go to the United States and, and study, and he left the country and with a lot uh, a a world top uh, class um, team, he came with this idea to basically uh, change the the play the playground in, in how the governance is establishing the world. So Prospera is like is 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 an enterprise international enterprise. And, and it's running by by, by Eric. And um, is there
0: like you like the official website of the project you're part of is prospera.hn which is the Honduras version. Um is there yeah. is there a website that's complete like on the international level of the platform? Or
1: um currently like Prospera uh, Honduras is like the, our only project, uh, we only have that one. But uh, yeah, in the past we we, we we have a lot of, do a lot of improvements. Like we're basically, we are fully um, um, uh, like getting to uh, this project of Honduras and later we're gonna see the opportunities to expand. But currently that's the only webpage that we have, prospera.hn. And we have social media also.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, it's it's a very interesting it's a very interesting platform, and uh, um, I see that you have already made some projects. That uh, how does it work? This project will be built, or this project are being generated, and then now you're waiting for those investors to come and then uh, realize. I don't know. I imagine it's subdivided in some zones or single buildings. I don't know how it works.
1: So, for sure, um, uh, we have currently we have a project with Zaha Adit that is a housing project. That basically this project is uh, uh, it's it's super cool because it's getting the artificial intelligence into the game to architecture. So it's 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 very cool, and we are doing currently we are doing a, lo- a lot of planning for the future. For example, we are thinking have uh, in Prospera Rotan, we're thinking have universities, uh, hospitals, a whole campus for pioneers, and that lava, and, and I personally is designing, and this is like my, my my role into this company. This is the gap that I'm doing here because I am doing all design of this master plan and, and all the vision of some buildings uh, for the next uh, steps of Prospera. But uh, right now, uh, we have only built uh, some residences and, and some um, um, one building is called the Beta Building that is uh, basically the first building uh, that actually get built into prospera to prove all the and demonstrate all the all the that the platform is working basically and how is the how is the architecture here in ratan how difficult is built here in ratan how and all the topics we test a lot of topics and currently it's like the headquarters of 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 prospera so we are working in this building actually i am in the building right now and this is cool, you know, Georgie, This this is uh, probably one of the things that a lot of people have dream in the in the world, like having those uh, this jurisdiction and how you can improve the governance topic. And and we 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 are one of the the the, the platform that we we made it. And Prospera is is like it's a it's a, it's a, it's a company that is invest by by a lot of uh, individuals. That believe in this idea. Um, It's a capital risk company. And basically, this is how Prospera uh, works. The idea is that a lot of industries and a lot of developers can come here and invest, invest in this land. Because if you make a city, you saw some example in China that probably it doesn't make sense to make a thousand of buildings and uh, pretend that the people going to run and occupy them and we are not doing that uh, like that's that's the key word we are doing platforms and those platforms are for uh, all, all the people that is interested come and join us in this adventure in a voluntary way and invest and invest and, and for all the listeners are like interested in this idea, are welcome to uh, research more information contact us um, and we'll give you more explanation of this concept because I know that it can be very hard at the beginning. But it's a wonderful idea, and it's a wonderful uh, project that I'm very passionate to be part of.
0: Um, I think I'm starting to getting it a little bit, um, and I'm going to explain you how I'm getting it so far so that you can say if, if I'm correct. So I understand that the, the platform you're talking about is that uh, Prospera basically does all the paperwork in advance with Honduras and setting up, uh, so to say, uh, fertilizing the environment, so to say, setting up all this uh, background that uh, allows then um, to create these master plans and this project. And But instead of building the master plan, you just generate the master plan and then uh, you wait for some organic, so to say, growth so that investors come one after the other and says yeah i'm very happy with the conditions that you're offering me and i'm gonna try to build this building and do this activity and um, they're gonna benefit for the conditions that you have created um if i'm if i'm correct did i understood pretty much well
1: yes Yes, it's something like that. You resume very well, <laughs> and and we we we're gonna develop some some projects like the Sahadit project, for example. We are developing that, but the idea is not to be a developer. You know, uh, mm-hmm. the idea is that a lot of industry can come and invest, and and they they and we serve as a platform, the this uh, into the jurisdiction, all these platform that give you the possibility to do that, and and that's the reason that we are all super open to to uh, get investors that are in a very regular and, and, and in a legal way uh, that they can demonstrate that they can they are good people and they are doing uh in in the nice spot uh, the the things and invest with us so we're super happy to to come uh, a lot of investment to into Honduras and upgrade this social economic level that you can find in Honduras
0: what kind of uh, freedom or, so to say, or influence can an investor have on on the master plan? Because let's say, I'm, I don't know exactly the whole details of the master plan, but you said that they uh, involve different functions like, uh, I guess, office building, industries, hotels, housing, everything that you have within... Uh, let's say city compound so um if i am a big let's say big investor um and i want to build an office building that it's uh, in your master plan looks like a block uh can i say okay i want to do this building but i want to do it in a different way do i have this power to change these things or what what can i change or influence
1: Yes, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, actually, it's uh, sort of the two ways. For example, we have the possibility that investors say, hey, I bring my own, my own design, I bring my own building, and I just want this part done, and I would like to invest this kind of business. That's okay. You can do it, and you are open to do it as uh, whatever you want. Uh, and at least that you uh, re- uh, accomplish all the requirements. And you have the other way that basically is like uh, that lava is involved, that uh, we do the master plan, we give like shapes, uh, these organic shapes and cool buildings and this new cool architecture into the master plan. And we can offer this to to different developers. We can say, hey, I designed this building. It's a cool building, it's, let's pretend apartment building. Uh, we are designing this apartment building and we have this opportunity, would you like to invest? And the developer will say hey that's cool you already have everything in the plate and all the numbers and that's cool um i would like to invest so in that way you make the life easier to the investor and say hey uh we have everything but you have the two possibilities
0: and i'm wondering do you have also like uh set up a plan about how to develop the different functions because i guess that Uh, if they arrive only investors that say i want to build apartments but there are not yet i don't know offices or um factories where people are actually doing something to to inhabit then the housing do you have like okay now we have reached the limit of housing we accept only different kind of investments
1: yes actually is 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 a combination of 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 efforts right now um like what we, what we are doing is trying to bring Orange Economy uh, Enterprises. So basically, is these enterprises that, for example, um, let's put an example, um, Amazon. You bring Amazon and Amazon says, hey, I would like to hire 100 people for my operation in Amazon. So in that way, Amazon put, a, put an office here, and or full put a building here and we help them. We help Amazon to bring all these uh, hundred people and employees to get uh, through, through this program of Prosper Employment Solutions. And we make uh, the life easier for, for Amazon. So right now, um, because we are thinking uh, of putting uh, one for industry, uh, uh special economic zone, for example, we have the one in another place in Honduras that it will be more focusing in the industrial part for manufacturing things and those kind of things. For this hub, we are like uh, trying to bring international uh, companies that is like orange economy um, in a certain way that you can do remotely and you can do jobs uh, that are well paid. And this is focused for the young people, young people, young people like me, that is fully of dreams, that Hondurans that don't want to leave the country to have successful. And uh, and we're bringing, uh, creating an environment for uh, this kind of uh, type of individuals.
0: And now the opposite question would be if I'm someone small like me that doesn't have that big amount of money, do I have opportunity to somehow profit from from this platform
1: of course uh, and it is is designed to to be the whole aspect is is not only for the rich people it, it's is it's it's, is the whole aspect of entrepreneurs the, the platform is designed to be better governance in all the sense so one of the things that we saw in in Honduras is that uh, the, the the different entities that uh, conform the governance in Honduras are killing the entrepreneurs and in the sense that the tax are super uh, expensive, that are ridiculous high, and, and, and a lot of things that is related to that's, this topic are um, stopping all the entrepreneurs uh, getting um, uh, to the next level in his life and Prosper trying to improve all those kind of things. Even from the small enterprise, for example, in the better building, what we are doing right now is that we have uh, some office, like a co-work space that you, if you are a small company, if you like, like, for example, let's call Lava. Lava said, hey, I would like to have a small company right now. It's like, let's say three guys. And I don't want to build a, a, a huge building. And I don't have the money to build a huge building and, and say, hey, you're going to, I would like to invest. Um so we 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 give that, that that opportunity so you just rent an office and you are under the jurisdiction into the this uh office that you can find in the better building so is the full fo- the full aspect
0: yeah i think it, i think it's a it's a very a very interesting uh project that you that you're trying to do there i'm i'm gonna I'm gonna for sure follow because it's uh it's the first platform you said in the world. Um for, for how long he, he, he has this platform have the have the platform started and uh yeah.
1: yeah we are pretty new to be honest. Uh, this is the idea that has been a lot of time uh, working on this idea and this concept, you know, it's nothing more one day or another. It's like takes a lot of time to 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 pull together everything, but the official launch was uh, last year into the pandemic, actually May. So it's a tough time to 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 bring a concept like this, but and and but the things are getting better, and we are super new. We that's the reason that we only have one building right now, and but we are new, but super excited to 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 looking forward to do the next step. Hopefully, it can grow on with the with this time.
0: But is this the? Uh, sorry, can you can you repeat again the name of the of the of the founder? I think you mentioned Eric, right?
1: Yeah, Eric Bremen. He is the CEO of Prospera. And, and yeah, what what and also you, you you can find a lot of uh, related uh, uh, articles in different sites of Prospera. That I saw I saw the in, in an international way. Is receiving very well the idea, and I'm very proud of that. That a lot of international magazines and a lot of, especially the architecture magazines, uh, the economic magazines, are very interested in this topic. Um, and and they they talk a lot of uh, a, a lot of Prospera. Uh, hopefully, one day we get so famous that even Elon Musk can say, "Hey, Prospera is great." <laughs> but. We, we we are we are humble right now and we try to to go step by step this this cooperate.
0: The moment the moment he says that I'll be like Ilan, I knew about prospera way before you so come over in the podcast so we can have a chat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh so hopefully you can you can tell him like hey Elon uh, uh, or, talk about prosper <laughs> or, or maybe
0: or maybe he'll learn he'll learn through this podcast who knows <laughs> you never know <laughs> you never know who's listening um, I, I'm, I was checking in the middle of like a little bit of the website so i'm going to for sure put the links uh, so that people can go and uh, can go on the website and and educate themselves on the project uh, Uh, and discover more because i think the concept behind it it's it's interesting and i'm I'm very curious to see how it's gonna how it's gonna further develop i was i was curious the founder eric um what what was his background is he also an architect or is he is he an investment guy yeah
1: it's eric is study entrepreneurship um, in the US and basically is a business a businessman but what I'm surprised with Eric that he knows about all the topics he's well, he's super smart man he, he uh, you know when when you're you you as an architect know that sometimes you get uh, a talk with a client and maybe the client doesn't know too much about architecture you're trying to explain him uh, in a very uh, detailed way. Way in a very easy way that he can stand. Eric is the other way. He knows a lot of architecture. I'm super surprised that <laughs> sometimes he even teach me tough things in architecture, and I was like, "Wow, that <laughs> you're an architect, Eric." That <laughs> you didn't tell me. But he's a guy that he get into a lot of topics, and that's very good. Uh, I think that the one of his, one of his skills is that, that he knows a lot of a lot of topics, and and yeah. Uh, but currently, he, he is an entrepreneur. He's a businessman.
0: I just said that in the website of Prospera, there is also uh, or Prospera, there is um, uh, also a part which is called careers. Uh, I'm curious: uh, is uh, Prospera currently also looking for other architects, or the architects team is completely fulfilled right, right now?
1: What, what what we have there, man, is that basically like our goal and, and we can get into a philosophical topic uh, that it can uh, be ours about pers- what prosperity means. But at the end, if we ber- if we are very, very consistent, we define it in, in one word is in a real way is like getting jobs to people. That's the only way that you can get prosperity with well-paid jobs. And what we are doing in Prospera is that we are bringing uh, all these enterprise, international enterprise, to come here, to open an an office, and hire uh, uh, the people that we have in our talent network. For example, we have a lot of careers that basically that you can do remotely from here and that you can do very well that you find in Honduras. And in Honduras, we have a very interesting thing that a lot of people are bilingual. They both speak Spanish and English. And they allows you the, the opportunity to expand the, your 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 uh, product, let's call it like that, of to the whole international world. So we have very talented people, and we try to have a very net, a lot of networks of, of, of a lot of industries, and to work with Prospera or an industry that is uh, investing in Prospera.
0: I see. I see. And um, how much time does the two? So, because you're officially employed at Lava and also at Prospera, uh, in terms of time, are you a guy that works uh, like Elon Musk 100 hours a week or you work normal <laughs> hours 50 50, how do you subdivide the your your tasks during the
1: week? Man, I'm, a, I will be honest, I'm a guy who is very hungry for, 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 for have successful in the life. And I don't care. Like in Lava, for example, I, I sleep sometimes at 2 a.m. in the morning. Like basically because we are like, like we start the conversation saying that you are in Germany, for you is the night, and for me is the day. And imagine Vietnam, or imagine Sydney, it's worst. <laughs> <laughs> like they, literally day night are my day. Literally. So sometimes I get sleep super super late, and I wake up super early to have a, a video chat with 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 the team, and and I work. I think that I work hard, but more than that, I work smart. I try to accomplish my goals in 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 a very smart way, so I don't lose too much time doing some uh, task, and. And both are very flexible with me, so they allow me the opportunity to work for them. Like it's not like I'm, I'm hiding that I work for for Lava and, and for Prospera. It's like uh, they know each other. Eric and Chris are uh, they are they, they know each other and very are are good friends and are in the same philosophy of life. And they know each other that basically I work for 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 them. And both are very flexible. And currently I work. Uh, i work all day and uh and and part of the night that's my workflow
0: and, and do you have the weekends completely off or you need to work sometimes on the weekends too uh,
1: especially sundays because sundays is monday for sydney and vietnam <laughs> so oh, no. yeah but I, I get i i get the right balance at the end uh, is is that it, you only have time Is for example you you have your work and you have this podcast and sometimes you say, hey, there is a lot of, uh, I don't have the time to do those kind of stuff. But you know at the end that you have the time. You just need to be very smart how you put the weights and the, the pieces in the correct way to make the time. My philosophy is that I I, I try to enjoy the life uh, as much as I can. Because even me, has, I, I have a podcast too, and I know how difficult it can be in not only record a session, it's the whole process of get the invitation, get the approval and chat with the guy and do the research, uh, do the chatting, the editing, they put in the right networks, do a little bit of marketing to put it into the networks and those kind of things. So I'm just trying to be very balanced in my life. I try to enjoy all the days of my life, like all the days of my life I try to enjoy, like it's the last day of my life. I try to be very grateful, very happy, um, trying to work very hard for uh, all the people that uh, that that it can uh, to improve a lot of uh, life, the life, the people, and I try to love because at the end, love is the most important thing that you can do in your life, and that's that's I think that, that the main uh, reason that we are alive are uh, are designed, the design of the humanity is love. And I try to love uh, all the sense, all the ways, and, and all the time.
0: Yeah, and and I, I from your from your from, from what we have said so far, I think um, that um, I come usually uh, like my my region is from Bulgaria, which is not the it's the poorest country of the European Union, uh, which uh, it sounds. Uh, it's not the, the the poorest country in the world, but it's still the, the last in the European Union. And and um, I think that people... And then I moved to Italy and now to Germany, which is maybe the richest country of the European Union. And I think that uh, in regions like Honduras, um, people which have a lot of adversity in their life because of the environment and because of the governance, as you said... I think that once they're given the opportunity to work and uh, achieve results like you are, uh, I think you guys are way more, you know, motivated because you have experienced uh, the hardship of, of life, you know, like uh, the uncertainty, the possibility to, even if you work hard, sometimes do not get the recognition. And I think that's why... Um, guys like you you don't say oh my god it's sunday i'm not gonna work i'm just gonna chill because you have now in your in your in your situation you have the chance to be like i want to work man because because now i got the chance to do it and it makes sense and i think that uh in the in the richest countries uh so th- this this uh, prosperity in the richest countries is through generation now established. So some young people are like, ah, I don't know, I don't, I don't feel like doing this stuff because, uh, because why should I do it I, I, when I, c- I can just, you know, chill? So I think this is something that's some, some characteristic of people who come from some adversity in life. Um, but you also mentioned you have podca- a podcast, so I know that your podcast. Uh, you can say what is the name of your podcast, and I know there is a Spanish and an English version of it.
1: Yes, it's it's called Epicenter Podcast. Um, <clears throat> you can find it in YouTube, Spotify, and all the platforms that you can hear podcasts basically. And it's a bilingual. Uh, it's a bilingual. What we we try to do is like because I talk Spanish and and I try to uh, invite a lot of Spanish guests. And what we do is like, we put the uh, subtitles in all the episodes. It's a it's a huge work, to be honest. It's like, imagine subtitle one hour episode all the time and in both languages. So we try to do it like that uh, so we can be integrated with, with the two aspects. So we invite people that talk in english and talk in spanish
0: interesting and interesting i'm gonna i'm gonna put uh links in the uh, in the episode description or notes or whatever it's called so that people that are listening to the creative insider maybe will will go and check out this other podcast um because i guess what what is the podcast about what kind of people you have over
1: it's cool you know because we we, in the podcast, we talk about people that is doing something to change the world. So we invite a different people from different topics about talking about how the prosperity exists in, and, and they talk about their histories and they talk about what they are doing to change the things and what they're doing in cool projects and things like that. Um it's 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 a very cool podcast because it's it, it what why was hearing because at the beginning it was like a, a little experiment just to see what's happening, and at the end I did if I see the stats of my of, of the podcast and I see that people from all over the world are listening, and I was like wow a guy from Austria is listening me, <laughs> like a guy from Singapore what what, what is this like. Even guy from Germany listening the podcast and it was, that was super cool for me to uh, see that my effort of having this invitation of people and telling stories about their life and about their their uh, perspective of the life and and the people in the in the world is listening and and I don't care if only one guy or one hundred guy or one thousand guys is listening at the end is. It's a very uh, good experience, even for me, having this conversation like for you, uh, meet, meet you, uh, uh, your, your personality, your, your perspective, how you think the things. And it's a great experiment, even for me, uh, and, and this part of the world, having this experience with people that is from all over the world through technology, having this deeply conversation about life. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think it's it's cool to have people from different countries because uh, you, you start, you know, not only like I have this international background, so I, I don't, um, I, I like a lot of, you know, international conversation and I'll, I want to show also through my podcast that um, through talking to people from uh, like you're from Honduras, um, you're the first guest from Honduras I've had people from Iran, from the United States, from Syria, from Bulgaria, from most almost everywhere uh, f- from from every from uh, New Zealand. Um, and yeah, I'm having cool conversation with all these different people from different cultures. and this is a proof that you know we we're all like human and I, d- I divide people in two kind of people cool people and assholes <laughs> so you can be an asshole you can be an asshole no matter where you're from and you can be a cool person no matter where you're from or what kind of background you have so uh, i think uh this is this is very important you know
1: for sure for sure you can be cool or an asshole <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah this is the, my my motto like i really don't care if you're like uh muslim asian black why I mean I I know people from from everywhere and myself I have experienced the life of uh, being an immigrant of being uh, in my home country and and I know both so I don't judge people I know that there are people that are that are cool and that are jerks no matter no matter what so and I I think that uh, there are a lot of talented people from everywhere even in the places that we know we expect the less, but not because something else, because we don't know these places. And, and I think it's very important to have people like you from, from places like Honduras where people don't don't like at least people in in my surroundings, I, I suppose they don't know so much about. So I think it's interesting to exchange.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: Well, uh, Max, I think we covered most of, of your activities and of your background. I always tell to my guests that uh, this is the first time uh, you were on the podcast, but it doesn't have to be the last one. So whenever there are some news about Prosper or some project or some news you want to share uh, with, with the audience of the Creative Insider, you're always welcome to come back. Um, thank you very much so for, for participating. Uh, one last opportunity for you. You can shout out where people can find more about you online.
1: Sure. Thank you, no, uh, Georgie, Thank you for your for this opportunity to, to have this conversation with you, and it was uh, very cool talk about those kind of things and do do this recap about my life. Um, yeah, you can find me at Max Medina F in Instagram and basically uh, Max Medina and all the the social uh, acti- um, platforms. And also the Epicenter podcast in, in, in the other platforms if you are interested in listening to this guy talking and having these different people. Um, but yeah, it's, it was a pleasure, Georgi. Uh, it's a great experience to meet you and hopefully we can stay connect and uh, hopefully work uh, one day together do something, do something cool. For
0: sure, man. For sure. So thank you very much and I wish you a cool day in Honduras. Um, Bye-bye. bye like Hey, friends. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. You've been amazing. Before we go, I just want to remind you that if you want to support us, you can just go on the creativeinsider.com where uh, you can subscribe to our monthly newsletter or you can follow us on our social media channels, which are Instagram the at the TCI podcast like or linkedin page the creative insider Uh, by doing this you will have a bigger social media presence which always looks attractive to more and more important guests and so this is very fundamental and if you really love what we do and you want to help us doing a better production just click on the patreon link below where you can support us with the wished amount of money you think it's okay for you uh, it's a monthly subscription but you can cancel anytime so, thank you very much and have a good week, guys. Bye bye.
1: The whole world stops just like that.